bonfires burning bright Bumpy faces in the night I remember Halloween Dead cats hanging from poles Little dead around in droves I remember Halloween Vertigo With skeleton life is known I remember Halloween This day anything goes Burning bodies hanging from poles I remember Halloween Here we are. We're, we're, it's 11 p.m. Eastern. We've got mm-hmm. we, we we survived throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've locked ourselves in the basement. Yeah. The only safe place. Right. We we were trying to avoid any ladders, black cats, uh, mirrors. Which you know, I, I try to avoid mirrors anyway. Yeah. Right. right. In case you break them. Right. Right. And uh, we got one hour left. We're hoping that we can survive the whole day and that we could live through another Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing noises all day. Mm-hmm. It's strange. It's like somebody's stalking me outside of my household right. here. This little backstory here is uh, the three of us um, last year when we were in Maryland. Um, you know, one night we went and saw the gypsy. Uh huh. And she was giving us a palm reading. And she predicted. That, that we would all meet our fate on the same day, on, on a Friday the 13th. Mm. So every year after that, we're, we're going to lock ourselves in the basement, just the three of us, no one else around. So we, we can try to avoid uh, you know, the, us the, our premature death. The only thing that you didn't take into consideration there mm-hmm. is if what if one of us planned this death all along? Oh, my God. That is true. Maybe next next year, if, if we survive the hour, which you know everyone listening live will will find out if we survive this hour. Uh-huh. Don't bet any money on it. Next year, maybe we'll have to get in the basement. We'll put up some we'll put up some walls, and we'll have to lock each of us in our separate uh, chamber. I'm keeping my own my own key to my lock. Oh man! <laughs> but while we're here, hmm. we might as well talk about. Friday the 13th films. <laughs> I wouldn't see why not. I mean, it's only fitting for the for the day. I mean, Friday the 13th, talk about the Friday the 13th movie. Right, and it would keep our minds off killing each other, so if any of us are thinking that, 
We might forget about it for a while and talk about Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. As long as we make it through an hour. All right. All you got 55 minutes left. Mm-hmm. 55 minutes. Right. Ago. So if you want to call in tonight, the number is 508-644-8503. Let's uh, let John kick it off here because he's the Friday the 13th. Uh, he's probably the biggest fan around. <laughs> that I know. First of all, before I start my Friday the 13th discussion, I want to run down all the films. Now, I just want to say, because I catch a lot of flack for being a Friday the 13th fan. Right. And I just want to say, I understand Halloween. Halloween are great films. Well, the first one. But right. <laughs> and H2O. <laughs> yeah, H2O is pretty good. I mean, you know, you you got your good Halloween movies. Like, uh, right. H2O was good. You know, there's there's aspects I like about them all. But to clear this up, to clear this up, to get it on the forefront here, all right, Halloween 1 is a better picture than all of the Friday 13s. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I'm with you. Okay. But Friday the 13th, as a series, it goes along in the first uh, the first six, I'm going to say. Well, it's a little hazy on five, but... The first four definitely go along as a series way better than the Halloween series went. Right. Because, uh, yeah. okay, well, Halloween 1 and 2, they go along really well. I think I think they go along, like, you know, I, I really like the concept of uh, just continuing it the night afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how, well, like they did with Halloween 2. And I think uh, I think they look the same in a, in a lot of ways. If they would get a freaking DVD release that looks halfway decent, but all the transfers look awful in part two. Right. And if you watch trans, if you watch like these videos on YouTube, you can always like pick a scene from part two because they always look just awful. But anyhow, if they'd get a good transfer part two out, you would see how great of a film that looks. It looks it looks just like uh, part one in a lot right. of ways. Which you mentioned on on the Dean Cundy interview, mm-hmm. which is available at uh, withoutyourhead.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you got Halloween Part Three, which had nothing to do with the Michael Myers storyline. Right. They just so, veered uh, off, and uh, mm-hmm. apparently the plan was to was to keep doing the Halloween series, but use a different story each time. And then they mm-hmm. realized that. People weren't watching just because, you know, they say Halloween in them, but, you know, they like the Michael Myers character. And I will say this for Halloween Part 3, though. I, I think it is a pretty decent movie if you watch it on its own merit, if you don't judge it as a oh, Halloween yeah. picture. Yeah. Right. No, I totally agree with that. I think if it wasn't called Halloween 3, if it was just the, um, what's the subtitle of the movie? Uh, uh, season of the Witch. See, if it was just, if they just put out a Season of the Witch, I think, uh, you know, it probably would have done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think I think because George Romero came out with a season of the witch, they uh, didn't want to like put it out. You know, as just ah, that maybe they could. have, right. I mean, could have been known as like a Halloween. Could have been Halloween eight more days to Halloween. Uh, I'm not sure. Crazy Halloween mask that burned your brain up. Oh man, I think that's I think that's a movie we're gonna make when uh-huh. we put out our film. Yeah, that sounds that's like a. True. Right. No false advertising. Right. If we if we survive the night. <laughs> you think um then, And then you got Halloween four, which is a good picture. That's that's all right. And then uh but it's not my I don't it's, even remember number four. 
You don't remember number four? No, I think after number three, I don't really... They kind of all run together to me until they get (laughs) to each two. I'm the same way. Well, it's strange because uh, amongst the Halloween community, a lot of people regard Halloween 4 as being the second best, which I don't necessarily agree with that. But, like, if you go to, like, the Halloween, like, message boards and stuff like that, that one's kind of regarded as the best, like, second best. But I I think it's all right. It's kind of silly in its parts and... The 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 mask that they actually use in that, I think it just looks terrible. <laughs> and then uh the, These are different masks? Um it's like um yeah it's not like a letter Nimoy mask. It looks like a giant milk <laughs> dud on the guy's face or something. I don't know. It looks really <laughs> stupid. I, I didn't like that one. But I actually like the guy who played uh I, be, I believe it was George Wilberg and George Wilbur. Do you think Shatner ever tried to sue for some type of royalties after it came out? And it was pretty much well known that that's a William Shatner mask. Um, I bet money on that. Yeah, I don't know. He might have tried, but I know they asked him to do a cameo in Halloween Part Halloween H two O, and like he refused to do it for whatever well, reason. So. All right. I think Jamie Lee Curtis was trying to get him on the line for that one. He wanted he wanted more bucks. Mm-hmm. But to sum it all up, I love H2O. I freaking hate part five of Halloween. I, <laughs> I think, I think part six probably did the best it could have done with the sequel to, uh, how the way part five ended because five had the crazy, like, tattoos on people's arms and then they just break Michael Myers out of jail at the end and it oh, doesn't okay. make, all right. yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah. And, um, I think they did the best to, that they could have done with a sequel, especially if you watch the producer's cut, which is like an entirely different movie, and it makes a lot more sense than the actual theatrical cut of Part 6. But, um, you know, they kind of abandoned it in H2O, and then they uh, the storyline from the previous sequels, except Part 2. And then, uh, then you know, then they had the reality one with uh, Buster Rhymes beating up Michael Myers. <laughs> which is which is something I highly disagree with. Um, and then uh, I've never seen that one. That one I, I, I think you've got to see because uh, Troy's actually a big fan of Buster Rhymes. I am. I am. I have an autographed CD from. Buster. Yes, he does. <laughs> awesome. So that yep. man, he took out Michael Myers with like his own like uh, with like a stick. And I think he like oh, gave man. him a couple of kung fu <laughs> kicks. So. Oh man! Did, did he go like ha 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 while he was doing it? <laughs> yeah, I forget the line at the end, but I think I believe it was something like um, "trick or treat, mother effer" or something like that. I forget. I forget. Yeah, he was riding the bus, the bus on that mm-hmm. one. But basically, what I'm trying to say, all right, mm-hmm. is that the Halloween pictures all go along. You know, they don't really go along. They don't mesh well with each other. Right, yeah, I think they kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right, I think if you look at the first four Halloween, uh, first four Friday Thirteenth, I think you're going to think that like they mesh a lot better together from one, two, three, and then four, and then uh, five. Even five. Yeah, five is a little goofy. It's kind of got some cheese ball, uh, corn cornball aspects to it. But I think, but I mean, it still has that same, you know, it, it picks up with the fourth one, right? Here. Yeah. Even if it's kind of crazy, I mean, it, it, the storyline is exactly, mm-hmm. it picks up where the other one's left off yeah. and doesn't ignore the, what yeah. happened. That one also... The other one's continuity. That's what he's looking for. Right. Exactly, the continuity yeah. between the characters. Because, yeah. like, if you look how Jason looks in part three, then part four, they're fairly similar. They're a little, they have differences about them. And then, like, you know, and then, like, I think Jason just looked a lot more badass in a lot of sequels, where with 
Michael Myers, it kind of like, the mask just looks goofy in some of them, and I, I don't know why they can't use the original mask or, like, try to graft it, but there's some sort of, like, I don't know, I think, I think like, when you're talking about the uh, William Shatner part, I think uh, there was something up with that, because they can't, That's like, maybe why they changed it, right? Yeah, they can't so. use, like, that exact design, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you're saying, I've always said this. I think I think um, Friday Thirteenth One Two Three Four is really almost like one long movie. Yeah, because yeah. they they really pick up exactly where where the previous uh, movie left mm-hmm. off. Yep. I think after the after that, I'm not really a big fan of them. To be honest, I, I'll enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I think you know some of them are like funny on their own, but the first four, I think, are yeah, they're pretty good movies. I think actually, probably the fourth one's my favorite after uh, rewatching. Them oh recently. yeah, for sure. I think uh, they're all good up until six, and then after six, they kind of uh, not so not so great. But right, um, you want you want to start off with number one? Well, I'd like to kind of sum up why I love. Okay, <laughs> all right, go the on. Friday Thirteenth right. movies. It's just because uh, the overall feel of the films it has like a different kind of um, different feeling to it. You know, it's like you can feel it feels like you know like a summer camp kind of movie and then all of a sudden people get start getting killed and there's always a storm normally in the in in the uh friday 13th films and right. i always like that aspect of it you know they always kind of work in a storm somewhere and that's uh true. that's true and jason he's just this he's just this <laughs> killing machine and it's <laughs> it's like it's kind of it's kind of um uh what's exploit exploitational like horror character Right, you know this guy with this big hockey mask, and he just goes around and kills people. I mean, why would a why would a crazy retard from uh, from the forest get a hockey mask and just go around killing people? It makes no sense. Right. But, well, I think they explained that in, uh, J- in in Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> yeah, which is one of the worst ones. I freaking hate Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> All right, but which one's worse? So Jason goes to hell or Jason versus Freddy? Um, I'm going to have to say Jason goes to hell. I, I kind of like Jason versus Freddy. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it wasn't like a great movie, but I just kind of enjoyed the interaction between the two characters. Well, if you want to prove that he's like the killing machine, though, that's the movie. Because, <laughs> like, they, they show that a lot on the sci-fi channel. And it seems like we always come like on the on the same scene where he's just walking through like this cornfield, mm-hmm. and he walks into this party, and I think he kills like he must kill like thirty people in the course of like <laughs> four minutes in the movie, <laughs> one right after the other. I think he shish kebabs a few on the, you know, on the machete. Yeah, I, b- I believe going off. On I, I think stuff. in that one, I th- isn't there? There's some CGI in that movie. Some people complain about the use of CGI in it, like for like blood. I believe. Yeah, there's oh, a bit of CGI throughout yeah. the film. I was just wondering, um, you know, are we ever going to get to the point like you're talking about killing all those people? You know, if you ever watch a movie with a lot of CGI, sometimes they go overboard and they'll have instead of like a cast of thousands, like an old movie, you'll be cast. Look like there's like ten thousand like people in an army or whatever. You think they'll do that like a slasher film, and they'll just have like Jason just literally go through like a, just a, a swarm of people and just 
be like uh, decapitating like uh, fifty or sixty thousand people. <laughs> well, now that you're putting that idea out there, <laughs> right. it might be a possibility. I, I, so that was actually one problem I had with the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Is I do like the fact that you have a lot of zombies. I think that that's what you need. Mm-hmm. But I think they actually went overboard in the amount of zombies in between the the mall and, and the other building. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like an ocean of zombies. Oh, that's true. They were all in that one area, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit too many. It was mm-hmm. kind of like in the... Like when they're driving the truck there at the end. And yeah. It's like, like running on, like, they're just... Like it's yeah, crazy. there was no... Yeah, kind of like in the, uh, glimpse, I hope. the George Romero uh, one, uh, Dawn of the Dead, and the original one, the better one. But right. they, they kind of say, like, uh, it's a place that it was an important place to, in their lives and everything. Right. So basically, in the remake, it's basically saying like a whole football stadium was like <laughs> invading this mall every like weekend. So. <laughs> but it wasn't even really the mall; they were just kind of yeah, they were just kind of walking. Yeah, just like they were walking through the street for no particular reason, <laughs> just so they could get shot by that guy in the rooftop. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah, I understood the point was like they're showing you know it's pretty much hopeless to, to shoot them because you'll never kill them all. But I don't think you needed quite as Quite like that many was still, mm-hmm. I was no, still a little ridiculous. Little you know, a few here, a few there. You know, mm-hmm. here comes like a pack of them. Plus, I mean, there should be a little bit of hope. I mean, there's no possible way someone could run through those yeah, through that definitely. through that group of people through that group of zombies. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the super zombie himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, if, if they were all if they were all Jasons in uh, in a uh, in a Night of the Living Dead type movie, uh-huh. there would be no help. There would be no hope. No, then you're pretty much done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the first Friday the 13th, though, it kind of it kind of has like the same feel about it, and I kind of like how they set up the the series. But it's probably not my favorite one, but I, right. I enjoy it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. I think most people when you when you mentioned Friday the 13th, I don't know if they've even seen the original one because mm-hmm. a lot of people associate Friday the 13th with Jason. And Jason, you know, he's got the small scene at the end of the movie, which, you know, most people listening to this show would know. But I think kind of like a, a mainstream audience, I don't know if they they really realize that the first one, you know, the killer is actually the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably wouldn't. You had some excellent uh, effects provided by uh, Tom Savini in this one. I thought mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty great. Um my favorite, some of my favorite like death scenes in that one. Oh yeah, yeah, like the uh, Kevin Bacon when he gets the uh, knife shoved up through his throat. That's right. Oh yeah, that was awesome. I'm a huge Tom Savini fan. I like pretty much, even if the movie itself isn't that good that that he that he works on, there's usually some cool effects that you can enjoy while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know, probably like my favorite scenes in the first Friday Thirteenth is probably. Uh, Watching Betsy Palmer at the end, I think that's just great whenever she's just talking to herself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's some great stuff right there. It's just like, kill her, mommy. Kill her. Yeah, and she's yeah. not in it very much, but uh, her scenes are de- definitely still a movie, I would say. <laughs> and how great is that? They build the whole first movie for the next for the next one, I don't think they did that intentionally. but <laughs> No. <laughs> it was... I thought that was, was going to be the end of it. Yeah. I don't think oh, that... Yeah. There was kind of an afterthought, even putting the uh, the final scene with Jason jumping out of the water in. Mm-hmm. If they didn't do that, do you think they would have even made a sequel? Yeah, it kind of like it kind of just builds up for the Jason character because she's talking about Jason through the entire thing. She's like, you know, the the entire ending sequence 
Uh-huh. And, you know, she's like kind of just like, you know, just bringing him to life in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Just put an intrigue into the fans' uh, mm-hmm. heads. Do you, do you think? Do you think this series could have gone on if they didn't have that ending? And do you think if they went on, you know, without Jason, if they would have <laughs> brought back her or something? Do you think? I don't know. If, I don't think the series would have had uh, the life it's had. Uh, basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it <laughs> like this: uh, Friday Thirteenth One drawed a, a huge, <laughs> a pretty. I think it did pretty well in the box office. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think there is no doubt about it. They're going to come out with a second one, <laughs> right? Well, what do you think of the second one? If they if they didn't have Jason at the end, if they didn't bring him back for the for the second one, if they would have just had maybe the the the, uh, the mother come back from the dead, do you think it? Oh, would have done as well. Yeah, hurt. no, I don't think the Friday Thirteenth films would have. I think they'd be remembered kind of like a uh, like the you know like April Fool's Day or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be like as huge as they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then uh, I think the second one is uh, it's beautiful in a lot of ways. Just the, how he has the sack over his head instead of. Uh, I always think that was scarier. Yeah, it's, I always thought it's the sack was creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a kid, that actually scared me. The, the, that that second, I'd probably say the second one, the fourth one's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. No, no, I kind of like that. The first four, I would say, my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like just, uh, I don't know, like it kind of just makes me think of... The second one's pretty gritty, too. It's not as uh, humorous as some of the other ones. Mm. The second and the fourth one, I think, are... The third one's got a lot of humor in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. third one's too goofy for me. Yeah, it's, it's goofy at times. Too many 3D <laughs> effects for me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see what poster was on my wall when I took that uh, Conrad Brooks uh, <laughs> T-shirt? Oh, I know, I do. Well, I figured it was just because of the eye. <laughs> yeah, that eye, that eye does look goofy. I mean, Dead class. It, they say that looks really great. Like whenever you're actually watching it in 3D in the in the right way, yeah, it's different. It's not the standard like blue and red glasses 3D. It's kind of like a shutter glasses or something like that. But they say that looks like fantastic when it, like if you actually watch it like that. But I don't know, when when you take the the 3D aspect out of it, it doesn't not looking so great. Because <laughs> all you can focus on is that goofy looking head and <laughs> But uh my favorite scene out of the uh second one it's probably like one of my favorite scenes in all the Friday thirteenths. It's when uh it's a long scene where Jason kinda has the knife and you can look at his thumb, and you see like he has like a uh, kind of like where his thumb's been smashed in, and he's it's right. just that long scene right there. I think this is the awesome scene in it. Um, the second when they go back to like his little, which I don't know if they really revisit in many of the sequels, but they go back to like his his hut basically, his little yeah. shack, yeah, and he's got the um, he's got like the um, you know he's got he's got his mom's head there. It's like a mm-hmm. tribute to his mother. Like yeah. a shrine to his mother, mm-hmm. and I, that that scene really scared me when I was a kid. I always found that really, like really spooky. Just a little shack out in the woods, and you know, it's crazy guy, and he's got a, he's got a shrine to his mom and stuff. And the mom looks, the mom's head just sitting there looks really creepy. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah, that that is a great scene when they first walk in. There yeah. Stuff. See, I kind of like it when he's still a person. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's um, he's still he's basically like a crazy guy out in the woods and. 
actually has some emotion because he's there with his mom. He loves his mom, and he's killing his people because they killed his mom, basically. You know, later on, it, it's still enjoyable and everything, but I kind of like it better when he, it's more realistic that this is an actual guy and he could be hurt. Yeah, and kind of like part three, I think, shows that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when he gets a knife stuck in his leg, you hear him just scream. He's like, <laughs> you know, right. he lets out that scream. And uh, a lot of the things, part three is my favorite one out of the entire series. Um, I kind of like, I don't know, it's like, I kind of think the story is like pretty decent, you know, to be like a 3D movie. I think it all moves along pretty well. And I just kind of enjoy the um, the goofy characters in it. And then right. I really love the way Richard Brooker looks in that one. I think that's probably just like, I think that's like oh, the yeah, best look. look. Is great. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think that's just like the best looking Jason that's like, I don't know. I That one is just like, uh, it's just my favorite. I love the three, the three triangles on his mask opposed to like the one that they did in part six and stuff. And, uh. I love, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's strange to explain it because it's just a lot of things that I love I'm going to have to revisit, I think. <laughs> I love the ending like, scene. I just don't, you know, I don't remember it that long, you know. Uh-huh. It's been a long, long time since I've seen Yeah, I've, I've actually watched these quite a few, uh, you know, since we started doing the show because we had a lot of guests from the show, and I've grown to enjoy them a lot more. Okay. I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have yeah. to check out three again. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I've done them with other movies too. Part, part three, probably one of my favorite scenes is is when he gets they actually put the noose around his head. Uh-huh. And um, well, there's several scenes in part three that I love, but like whenever they push him off of the farm and then it and then you hear it snap, kind of like where like it's breaking his neck, and then she opens up the the barn doors and she's just looking at him. You know, thinking, oh, he's ha- he has to be dead, you know. And then he just puts up his hands, and then he just freaking grabs the top of the rope, and he pulls oh, yeah. himself up, and he's just like, fuck this news. <laughs> you know? It's like, that doesn't stop me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see his face being revealed. And then um, another one of my favorite scenes, probably like, I think it's just like, you know, it's like the icon coming onto the scene. It's just like, here he is, you know? It's like, when he walks out and he shoots that spear into uh into that one girl's eyes, uh, Vera, I think that's just like the one of the greatest like scenes ever. Just cause like you know it's like here he is, you know it's Jason, you know. Like the arrival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's like here he is, the Jason as you know him today, you know. <laughs> right. It's so like that's like, the very first. I just want to throw in here quick is uh, Ryron uh, in our chat room and uh, Sebastian also agrees. They say that the the beginning of part two is actually one of their favorite openings to a horse a horror sequel. Yeah, when uh, Jason comes into town to uh, kill the Avengers on uh, Mom's death. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the beginning of part two. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty awesome too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we say part three isn't three. Then then they kill him with the machete to the head or the axe to the head. Um, yeah, it's like a, they. Well, that's another one of my favorite scenes because after he comes down off the noose, he and you know he reveals his face. He starts. He starts, you know, going after uh, the girl, and uh, she puts a freaking axe into his head, and like he just stops for a minute, like he's about to go down, and then he's just like, then he puts his arms up again. And it's like, oh no, <laughs> fuck that axe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like that ain't taking me out either. And uh, then I think, um, like, how do they end it in that one? Yeah, I think he falls over after that point, right? 
Yeah, because because in the, the sequel, then it, um, the fourth one, it he still has the uh, mm-hmm. the big scar from there, which I I oh, really yeah, like too because yeah. it really oh. ties in all together. Yeah, I love that. It has the little chip out of the top of the mask where uh, yeah she put the put the axe into his head. Mm-hmm. I love so it that. Does, yeah, because it doesn't ignore that that happened. And just mm-hmm. like he came back from the dead. I mean, you know, he was he was hit with it. He survived it, but it, you know, he still got the wound there, and they actually uh, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, and then we're on the fourth one. I think the fourth one, the way it opens up, is really eerie. Just how they show the helicopter flying over the barn and it shows Jason's body laying in the barn and then it's just like and uh then they take him to the morgue and then you have Axel who's watching girlies on the TV right. doing exercises and like I love that scene at the beginning where and it's just showing it you know it seems really creepy and then just Jason just gets up and twists some girl's head off right well <laughs> they're know? about to get it on I believe yeah 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 I <laughs> And I think the way Jason looks in part four is probably, like, one of the best, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think that guy that played him, and he wanted he didn't want to be credited for the role in part four. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know why, because I think he was, like, really great in the role. Because I thought he just, like, gave this different feeling to the Jason character. He was kind of just, like, like, after he, like, uh... After, I think it's like he busts the door in in part four, and he just steps through the doorway, and he just kind of has, like, this cocky stance. It's just, like, it's oh, great. Is that, like, near the end of that one? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Really break. Yeah, that would, that's a great mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You had Crispin Glover in this one? Oh, def- yeah. This was, you know, before he was, uh, before he took off. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's before, uh... I think it was a little bit before, like he was in Back to the Future. Uh, right, right. I, I now he's you know, that was definitely like a pretty big cult uh, figure, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's playing uh, Mo- uh, Montag. Mm-hmm. You had the twins in this one, which always peaks your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it always gets teens' eyes, you know. I mean, <laughs> oh man, twins. <laughs> that, that was it's the, like an old Three's Company kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and. uh I don't know. I really like the way the story's kind of structured in this one. It's different than, like, part three was different where they had, like, all of the guys, you know, they, they kind of just went to a, ta- a house within the, uh, around the Friday 13th lake or whatever, Camp uh-huh. Blood or whatever. And then, uh, then in part four, they kind of, they kind of do that again. And I kind of enjoy that, uh, how they, they're all just contained in one house and mm-hmm. he kind of picks them off one by one, you know? Right. And, and, uh, you gotta have to admit, you know, you have to say about uh, Corey Feldman being a part four because oh, uh, some people might hear that name and, and kind of giggle, or whatever. But I always thought that he was a really good actor, mm-hmm. well, especially when he's a kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. he, he probably awesome. would still be, you know, if he actually was, a, you know, in a decent movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. In the closing sequence to part four, uh, you know, when he's like screaming "die" and he's hitting him with a machete and stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Then, then when he hugs his uh, his sister and he just says that look. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I don't know if you know if it has somebody else. If it was just uh, like a, you know, just a normal kid actor wasn't that good in in that movie. I don't know if it would have, but that that would have held up as well. I doubt it would have. No, probably not. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I heard he wanted to be. He they wanted him to be in part five, but I think he was making Goonies. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Oh, and then really? he Yeah, and if you watch the uh, special edition DVD. 
you know, it comes with the box that he talks about how he would like he would like Friday the 13th to get basically like the H2O treatment and just do a sequel right off of part four and ignore mm-hmm. all, all the rest of them so he could be in it. Yeah, in part five they had him at the beginning, but I, they, they say like on the on that special DVD that it was like kind of filmed in the guy's backyard and stuff. And they, right. they only had like a day or two with him. So mm-hmm. that, that was just filmed in that time. Also that they say part four, you know, when they were going to make it, that they wanted to end the, the franchise. So they gave mm-hmm. him, you know, they said, you know, kill off the kill off Jason. We we want a way to kill off Jason. Mm-hmm. The tagline being on this film, the final chapter. So right. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to bash the man too much, but it, it I think it was just a terrible idea. But like on the special <laughs> DVD, right. Tom Savini did some of the special effects on this uh, on part four. Because he previously worked with the director Joseph Zito on uh, the Prowler, and mm-hmm. they, everybody needs to check that movie out if they're a Friday Thirteenth fan because it it feels a lot like Part Four in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, but like the ending sequence, he wanted to take like a microwave and put on top of Jason's head <laughs> and like melt his head. Right. So basically, is a Tommy Tommy Jarvis is a, is a yeah, is the character's name right? You know, and in the beginning of that movie, they show him he's, he's making special effects and stuff, and they say it's not based off Tom Savini, but I, I kind of think it's an homage to him. Mm-hmm. You know, being this kid who likes to make uh, masks and all and all this stuff, and there was going to be an open uh, scene in that where he builds basically like a microwave that would melt like uh, army men, <laughs> like when it was turned to, to setting one, mm-hmm. and it had like up to ten setting, let's say. And it, the, the, his idea to kill off Jason was to take that, and he was going to smash it over his head and then turn it all up to ten, and his head would explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was, like, the best idea. But, right. You yeah, know, I'm I mean. I'm glad they forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Savini's theory is that they told them, like, no, we want him to kind of die, like, by the machete or something in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that that was their way of being nice to Tom Savini without saying, <laughs> like, we don't want to do that idea. <laughs> uh, but you know, later on in the uh, series, they have a freaking android beating him up. So I mean, <laughs> right? Well, this was earlier. But so. they, they actually cared more about them. <laughs> what they put in the se- the series. I'll <laughs> uh, just wait till I get to that one. Those, <laughs> those motherfuckers. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, all right, we're going to part five, I guess. Right. I think the I think the way the ending to part four was really cool too, but mm-hmm. uh, part five comes up. I th- yeah, four is probably is my favorite ending of all of them. I would yeah, say. So mm-hmm. All right, all right. We're we're in the eleven thirty hour here, and uh, we're all still alive. We haven't. We're all yet. still alive. We got. I, I I suggest we all keep our hands out in front of us and palms up. Actually, before we get into part five, why don't we take a little break here? I think I might need to recoup. <laughs> oh, man. What he's, going, he's, he's ODing on Friday the 13th. <laughs> I think yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. This is a very selfish show for me. Cause I believe like when the films were coming out, um, it, it's probably a lot like my scream and, and my my respects because I'm not really big on the... Scream movies, I think the first one's good and all, but, like, I don't think Troy was, like, the biggest fan of him while he was growing up. No, see, I was always more of a Halloween guy. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that, I mean. Yeah. 
I mean, Halloween were great movies as well, and I can right. it, I can understand why people have like the uh, the uh, like you know like the uh, you know, but you can love them both. You can love well, them you both. Should, what, what you were saying about the screen thing is just explain that in case people didn't quite understand that. Yeah, it's is, uh, like, you grew up with these movies. You grew up with these movies, and when people see Scream and say that they're the best, you say, "Well, you know, you grew up with Friday Thirteenth, and you think they're superior." <laughs> what and about now, Jason Voorhees? You motherfucker. Right. And so a kid now might be growing up with the Scream films, and uh-huh. so you know it's, it's the same idea that. And Troy was was you know Troy's the other generation. Mm-hmm. So when, when like people your age were saying that the Jason Voorhees was so great, he was saying, "Well, what about Michael Myers?" <laughs> yeah, so it all kind of ties together. And one of the, one of the, a, a great track that uh, Troy I, and it's one of their favorite bands. I think uh, I think it's a great track that everybody needs to check out is by the Sloppy Seconds. It's the uh, the mighty hero. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it kind of talks about that. It's like you know, it's like one of the verses kind of goes like, uh, "Do you like uh, Freddy Krueger because he takes so many lives?" And then it's just like, uh, then it goes on and it says like, "I believe in Doctor Five, uh, you know, Doctor Five, yeah, Doctor Fives, yeah, yeah, Fives." <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, I, that kind of like. That kind of like puts it all in perspective, you know. <laughs> well, then you'll have you'll have the next generation though, and they'll be like, "Hey, man, you know the screen movies ruled," and they'll be like, "Come on, Grandpa!" <laughs> like you know, it's, it's all about uh, um, what is it, Saw? Right. You know, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> well, whatever's going to be cool now. Yeah. Know? But I will say this: I, I I don't believe that the uh, the the ghost face or whatever you want to call him in uh, Scream. I don't think he's as big as an icon as like Jason Voorhees. But I could no, be wrong. No. I know you know what I think you he not he wasn't anytime. But I kind of think after one he oh, it yeah. was a bigger deal than it was after the the series was over. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you saw the mass everywhere after the first one. Then I think the second, the third one, kind of. Yeah, I don't think it makes the series as remembered as it was just after the first film. Mm-hmm. Eh, screw the break. We'll we'll go on here. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we're going right to number five. Four four ends in like a definite manner. A manner you kind of think this is the this is the end of the series, and they kill them off, and then it does so well, so they got to come back with a fifth one. <laughs> so what do they do? Well, basically, uh, they this one is the imposter, Jason. This is the one where. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it wasn't Jason Voorhees at all, but a guy dressed up to look like Jason Voorhees. Right. Which, if you ask me, that's better than like uh, that's better than like having him like uh, just rise from the dead yeah, or, sur- like or survive getting cut up. No, what I was gonna say was like that's better than like in you know Jason goes to hell where he's like invading other people's bodies. I thought that was just oh better. yeah, right. <laughs> at least no one just just decided to go and eat eat the man's heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that art there? I'm gonna take a big chunk out of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, then I'm gonna wash it down with some stuff. The imposter, Jason. The imposter, Jason. I thought he. I thought the mask was kind of neat looking. They kind of had like the big blue, blue kind of like slashes kind of on the on the on the right. under the eyes on this one. So it didn't look exactly like Jason. But I, I still think there's a lot of cool scenes in part five. I definitely love some of the humor in it, like, <laughs> like the guy who rides around on the motor- motorcycle and is like, 
and his mean mom or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's astonishing to think that this stuff like was actually in theaters. <laughs> but but uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I kind of I, I enjoy a lot of the scenes in it. I think I think a lot of them are pretty spooky, and I love the the ending sequence where it's like. Uh, it has like basically, and they got another character to portray the uh, Tommy Jarvis character, and he's in like mm-hmm. this mental kind of hospital thing, and right. then, like it shows like uh, at the end of the, I, I might I might sound so corny saying this, but like it shows him like stare like whenever he walks into the barn, like because he's there to like save save the the other characters who are being attacked by Jason, like he's just standing there, and then it like. It starts playing sound clips from the uh, old the Friday part, uh, Friday part four, and uh, it kind of has like a, you know like uh, Corey Feldman screaming Jason, and then he's just like die, you know, and then it, right, right, and it kind of like has it going through that guy's head, and I I, I, I probably sound <laughs> awful saying this, but it kind of gives me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. Right, I tear up at that moment. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but and then the the way he dies in this one I thought was pretty great too. They just had like they had like a big freaking bunch of spikes, <laughs> whatever this yeah, thing was yeah. used for. <laughs> right. They just decided to have like a, a bit of spikes underneath the. Uh... All, all farms have like you know a big trap in case of tigers. <laughs> this happens quite often in movies that they'll they'll be like on a high on something high up and they'll just suddenly look down and. You never noticed this before, but suddenly there's something with all these spikes sticking up. <laughs> it happened actually on. Um, I just recently watched um, The Breed, which is just a pretty terrible movie, and uh, <laughs> they were they were like up on a up on a barn or something, and they looked down, and here was like this like uh, this merry-go-round with like spikes sticking up. <laughs> so you knew what was happening. <laughs> yep, you know where that's going. <laughs> I just want to mention quick too about uh, part five is that uh, Dominic uh, Braccia, he um, you know he's Joey at the beginning of that movie, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great scene in itself. Yeah, he offers the man a freaking candy bar, and the guy freaks out and cuts him up with a freaking axe. <laughs> now that man Joey went on to host. He's a host now of a uh, of a Fox News show. We'll probably be having him on the show sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to, you know, I, we kind of we we're kind of arranging the show. We didn't think about it till like Monday, and so we thought to try to get some guests or something. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I like to surprise people with like a nice show on Friday Thirteenth. Right. I, I don't know why I want to just surprise people. Well, it could be like our annual thing, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we yeah, we'll be locked down in the basement. And yep. To pass the time while we're hoping we don't die, we can uh, talk about some movies. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, have some interviews, but you know we wanted to record some stuff and then just kind of like drop a nice Friday Thirteenth show on everybody, mm-hmm. but like we did last that's, year. Yeah, that's kind of like why we didn't talk about it on the message board. There was a few people on it, you know, asking right. whether we're going to do it or not. And I don't know uh, for whatever reason, I like to surprise people. <laughs> but why you mention that? I just want to say quick, everybody check out the new message board. You go to withoutyourhead.com, and there's a bunch of links all over that website. And we even have a section for uh, Scott Goldberg. He's been on the tw- on the show twice, and he's going to be in the new uh, 
new documentary, um, Son of uh, the Horror Business. So you want to go there and you want to ask him a question about, you know, making your own movies or anything, just talk to him about anything. He's a fun dude. Or talk to us. You can check out the message board. Mm-hmm. So at the end of part five, they have, uh, you know, it's like the Tommy Jarvis character. He's laying in a hospital bed and, like, he sees the ghost of Jason or something like that. And right. Like, I think it, it's supposed to be like it's transferred over to him. They kind of did the same thing in Halloween part four where, mm-hmm. like, like it's passed on to the to the girl and that Danielle Harris or whatever, but anyhow, uh, I totally forgot about that. It's kind of this great thing, and he just he just like he's in the hospital bed, and it's like a dream sequence, and then like the the main lady in that movie, the blonde, she opens up the, the his hospital room and walks in, and she sees like his window's been bashed out or something like that, and then it, like she looks over at at him in bed, and like he like he just. Ha- grabs his knife out of nowhere and just stabs her and starts laughing like a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of enjoyed that scene. I don't know why. <laughs> right. Oh, that that is kind of a neat scene. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's kind of how part five, I guess they kind of felt <laughs> like they're going to transfer it over to, um, to uh, you know, to the Tommy Jarvis character. Yeah. People. Well, I kind of think that's uh, they hinted towards that in part four, even though they said that was going to be the end. They kind of hinted towards that, you know, he kind of thought, yeah. you know, that maybe he would become the killer. With the him. look at the end, like how it's, like, he has that glaze in his eyes. Yeah. Which, is, I mean, that that could have worked. But I don't know if, hmm. you, if the fans really would have bought it. Yeah. All right. Part six. So they abandoned that whole storyline and they said, ah, hell, let's bring Jason back to life, for Christ's sake. <laughs> right. You can have an imposter. Every film that can't be new, a new imposter. They dropped the dude who played Tommy Jarvis in the last one, which I thought he did a pretty good job. And then they got, uh, Thaw Matthews, uh, yeah. uh, the guy from, uh, Return of the Living Dead and, they put in the, the American Ninja movies. <laughs> and they, I, which we'll be talking about next week. Oh, will we? No. No. <laughs> I was like, man, i got to watch those. <laughs> I've never seen them. But uh, uh, they put, you know, it has him in the Tommy Jarvis character, which I, I loved his rendition of it as well. But I didn't think he looked like, you know, he doesn't, he looks nothing like Corey Feldman. Like, right. if you look at Corey Feldman, you're like, well, how will this guy age? And it's like, <laughs> apparently he won't change much at all, you know, as we know now. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> you look at him and you don't think he's going to be like a redhead, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I love the I love him in this one, and uh, I'd love to get that guy for an interview too. We tried to set that up, but yeah, you know, we failed. Yeah. I might as well say it here. We actually almost had we. I actually contacted Kevin Bacon, and uh, there was a few days we actually thought we were going to have Kevin Bacon on the show, <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> I don't know. You get that standard line. It's like, oh, well, let's get in line with my publicist. And right, like, and then it's like, oh, well, that you, means no. That means I'm you always have the hope on the phone, and that's going to be the end. You always have hope, though. You're like, ah, oh, they might do it, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. And then you're like, ah, oh, they said no. <laughs> They're the hatchet well, man. Mentioned publicist. Right, that's where it is. I'm like, well, how much are you paying us? Uh, uh, nothing. Oh. oh, well, no, he's not, he's not available. <laughs> well, get lost, you losers. <laughs> but, all right, all right. Part six. I love the way. I know I start them all out. I know I'm just I'm like yeah. I'm repeating myself in this one, but I love the way Jason looks in this one as well. <laughs> 
I love that he has a freaking tool belt. <laughs> There's actually since there are two different people who actually play him in Part Six. Yeah, because I think the guy that they get to play him originally, he does like some scenes outside mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah, and, and then, uh, then they kind of get rid of that guy, and, and that's mm-hmm. like then they have C.J. Graham throughout the rest of it. So. Yeah, well, actually, I, but I guess play, who did like a, a thing about him, like a, at, at like a club he worked for. And this is like apparently how he got the role. They talked about in the special edition, like mm-hmm. before that. Before they did this, he did like uh, he dressed up as Jason for like a Halloween party or something, and breaks through a door or breaks through a wall. And like the special effects people said, "Oh, if we ever do part six, well, we'll we'll hire you to play Jason." And then I guess they did. Awesome. Definitely cool. Mm-hmm. You but uh, C.J. Graham, he was just awesome. This one, I mean, he, yeah, he was pretty awesome. And there's no. There's definitely this one scene where they're like he breaks through the door and I think they just told him just to freaking break through the door. Right. <laughs> and it looks awesome. I mean, yeah. it I mean, woods flying everywhere and it, it mm-hmm. looks it's like one of the best scenes. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. the the way this one's set up too because it's kind of like, you know, they bring the aspect back of like watching kids at the camp and this is like the first one where they actually had kids at the camp. Right. You know? It wasn't just the uh the young adults who was going to watch the kids, but no kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, also, though, in, the, in this one, I don't know, maybe because it, it was the age I was at when I first saw it, but uh, the beginning always made me really laugh. Maybe it was because I was... <laughs> the I James Bond of, sequence? When, when they dig him up, and it's just like, why would they go dig this guy up? And then they, then they like, shove a big giant metal pole through his, <laughs> through his heart, and then it gets struck by lightning, and he, he comes back, and I was just, like, cracking up, but, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> he does look cool. He looks cool. Well, they do the same thing in part five, and I believe one of the lines was, let's get a look at the main man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cheesy, too. Yeah. <laughs> but... When, 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 when we get together and we're going to do a, a video without your head on video, which, you know, it's never going to happen, but I'm just saying this because I want to ramble on something. And uh, we're going to go up and, and dig up some, like, famous killer and uh, say, let's get a look at the main man. Right. Now we're going to jam a big metal ball through. Sorry. How sick are those guys? They're just like, let's get a look at the main man. It's like you're going out to Charles Manson's grave and you're like, Let's get a look at the main yeah. man. And, and they're just like some normal kids. Normal kids go and dig up like some bears, some dead, you know, serial killers. <laughs> Shouldn't they look, look like more demented in a way? But yeah, they should, yeah, exactly. They should be escaped uh, mental patients from part four, part five. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, freaking horse shack was in part six. Yeah, or it could have been like Geraldo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You can't forget that guy. He's the dude with oh. uh, Tommy Jarvis at the beginning. Oh my god! Pretty sad. <laughs> if he's if he's not on celebrity uh, boxing, getting beat up by a uh, by Screech. Danny, was it Screech that beat him up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was Danny Bonitucci, but he beat uh-huh. up Greg Brady. But <laughs> if he's not on that, he was in the Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> I need to bring that character back. But he gets stabbed in the gut. Maybe he could just come back in like a. A sequel and just be like, I'm still alive from part six. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I love the structure of part five. I thought it was pretty well put together. And like I was saying, Jason has a tool belt in this one. He has like mm-hmm. he has like tools on the side of his like, <laughs> on, which apparently he's buried with. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Go figure. 
<laughs> and he has like he has like these little throwing darts in it, and he has like throwing <laughs> these darts at people. <laughs> right. He's basically he's basically got the utility belt. He's like, you know, he's throwing the the Jason rings and the. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> right. Another one of my favorite scenes in this in part six, which is a bunch of six that I just love, is like when they're just. These two people are just driving down the road, and then they just see this Jason standing in the middle of the road with a freaking spear in his hands. <laughs> and then whenever he shoves the spear through the window, I thought that was pretty awesome looking, too. Yeah, there's actually, there's definitely a lot of comedy in this one. <laughs> oh, again, yeah. If, sure. if you watch the special, the special features, the guy, you know, he says you want to put some, uh, a lot of comedy and have some fun with it. But they, they told him that was cool, as long as they didn't make fun of Jason himself. Which I guess is, you know, you know, you weren't supposed to, like, uh, belittle the main character. Yeah. Right. I wish people in Jason X took that uh, same method. <laughs> I'm sorry, Troy, what were you saying? No, no, I think that's, like, the mystique, you know? Yeah. It's like everything could be goofy and stuff, but as long as he still looks badass while he's killing people, right. then it's all right. Oh, man. Okay. So how does parts parts you know? Well, basically he's a zombie now. You know the other ones he's a crazy man. Then he that it's a yeah guy. yeah. And this one he's just brought back from the dead, so he's a zombie. Uh, basically the ending to part six, they put a chain around his neck and they uh, take a big freaking rock and drop him to the bottom right. of the crystal. Lake. Do, don't they actually uh, cut him up? Cut him up with the uh, with like the motor of the boat. Yeah, it has like a little scene where he's like, I think he's like uh He's fighting with uh, Tommy at the end because he falls over with the boat mm-hmm. with him, and he's, like, trying to choke him out. And then they get, like, the boat motor running, and then they chop him in the side of the face, which they carry that over to the uh, sequels, which I love. And they also have a a bullet hole that's done to the mask in this one, mm-hmm. which and, was and in th- Part 7. In this one, too, um, you know, when he, when he dies... Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh, hold on. Go on, guys. <laughs> All right. When, uh, I don't know. But, like, you know, he gets his, like, throat cut up in this one, and then he kind of gets, like, dropped down to the bottom of the lake. And, you know, they have to bring him back for Part 7, so they try to think of the best way to uh, bring him back for Part 7. And the best way to bring him back for Part 7 is to have a girl with a uh, freaking telepathy or telekinesis or, <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. And they're like, basically, she like, uh, her dad's like dragged under the lake or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, know. it doesn't really make much sense, but they needed a way to bring back, the, you know, the Jason character. Mm-hmm. At least so in this one. I mean, since he's on, since he's, uh, since he's a zombie, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense that they could just bring him back out of the water. That was actually yeah. a pretty cool way to get rid of him to tie him to tie him up with almost like anchor him at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because then you can bring them out whenever you need them. Yeah. Now, that's what I was going to say earlier was at the end of this one, unlike a lot of the other ones where, um, I guess at the end of two, he comes back to, he jumps through the window. Mm -hmm. But at the end of this one, it doesn't really end with him being dead because his eyes open, I think, right at the end of the movie, don't they? Uh, Part six ends with uh, his eyes, like, opening. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. The end of part six. Yeah. Um, Part seven. gives away that they're going to make it part seven. (laughs) Oh, of course. All right. Part 7 is definitely not one of my favorites. A lot of people will like this one. I think it's kind of it's kind of because of the of the look of Jason, which I think it looks pretty cool too, but like mm-hmm. the guy has like basically like bone showing in his back and he's like this big hulk-looking kind of character, you know, like he's he's pretty huge in it, but he has like bones coming out of his back. 
Right. Like if you had bones showing like your rib cage from from your back, you're going to be like a skinny dude, you know? Right. Yeah, you wouldn't have muscles on it. Piece of you missing or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of disagree with that. I don't know. Maybe that's just a dorky way of looking at it. Right. <laughs> No, you're looking at it logically, though. Logically, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but then again, it is a really nice looking design too, as well. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I have a, I have like six hands. I'm like on one hand, but on the other hand. <laughs> he definitely does look cool. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the one? Does he take Manhattan? Is that Saturday? no? The second one, he basically see. And this one's a little weird because he's not just battling, um, you know, people. He's battling somebody else who actually has powers themselves. Their is the uh, the girl with the telekinesis? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an awful idea, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I silly. just don't remember that one very well. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's it's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of neat in it, but it's like it's pretty stupid. This girl with telekinesis is like making like lamps hit him in the head and just all this crazy <laughs> so stuff. It's and kind of like like Carrie versus Jason in this one. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. It like like John was saying though. It definitely looks good. Like everything. Like the special effects are cool, mm-hmm. and, and it's got like really good makeup job. It's pretty. He's a pretty monstrous looking guy in this one. Yeah. So, in the end of this one, I think like her dad, who like died like years ago when she was a little girl, jumps out of the lake and drags Jason under. Oh, it's kind of a little like you know revenge on Jason thing. I guess so. I don't know. (laughs) Go figure. There's two. There's two minutes left Uh before midnight. It looks like. It looks like. Unless uh, unless something happens, unless there's like a gas leak, or one of you guys freak out, looks like we're going to survive Friday the 13th. I'm, what's that guy whispering over there? What's he oh, thinking? Good. Oh, what is that guy huh? over there? Oh, my God. Huh? We're, not, we're not alone down here. Thing? We're not alone down here. Maybe we should just... Oh, head. my God. Oh, man. Quick, use your telepathy. Ah, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, I hit him with the lamp. That's the next one. He's done. All right. Part eight, Jason Dixman. Oh, man. I freaking hate this one. (laughs) They don't even get to Manhattan until the end of the movie, but the the whole point of the movie is, like, really silly. It's like he's... They get on the boat, and, like, they they go to... I don't know. Oh, man. You explain it, John. I think I could get more behind the corny aspects of the film and, like, really kind of enjoy it a lot more. If he was just running around the streets of freaking Manhattan. Right, just, right. <laughs> and that's not even... That's slaughtering not freaking end. taxi drivers. and <laughs> Yeah. It's basically like the King Kong idea. They're taking him out of the uh, out of his environment and throwing him in the city. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> I think Kong, that kind of Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Bethlehem Hillbillies. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, man, Paul Paul Hogan versus uh, Jason Voorhees. He, he, could you see it down the line? That might be next one, J- Jason Down Under. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream matchup there, because they've done the carry versus Jason. All right, no, everybody. That, no, actually, that would be a good movie. Now, this picture, they, they, Jason's, you know, is loose. He's crazy. So who do they hire to hunt him down? They, hunt him, they hire Paul Hogan because he, he, mm-hmm. he hunts Crocodile to hunt down Jason. 
It's what? now. It is now 12 o'clock. We have officially made it through <sighs> Friday the 13th. Oh, man. for another year. We're, We're safe. safe for another year. Well, Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Let's finish. What is the next Friday 13th? You know, that would be a good way, though, to... Uh... <laughs> when is the next Friday the 13th? Uh, I think it's probably in January. I think it's on the 13th. It's in January, I believe. Oh, okay. But, um... Yeah, so we're safe for this, uh, for this, uh, this, uh, till next January, I guess, or whenever the next is. But, uh, oh man, I'm just glad to get through it. Golgo's a big fan of, uh, Friday 13th Part 8 here in the chat room. He also <laughs> says that the darkest side of the night is, is, uh, the best, uh, Friday 13th track. Ever. Oh yeah, I love that tune. I want to say it's the best, uh, tune for Friday 13th. I kind of, I'm kind of good, I'm kind of big on the, uh, on part fives uh, and part three, definitely the intro track. On part three, I think it's mm-hmm. really great. And then part five, they have this. Uh, I forget the name of the band. It was the same band that did that. Uh, it's like his eyes or something like that. I for- mm-hmm. And then part six had Alice Cooper. So, yeah. oh, that's right, that's right. I do remember. That. Yeah, I'd recommend anybody else, anybody too, to check out uh, First Jason if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. I think you can check out their MySpace. Right. If you go to the Without Your Head MySpace, they're in our top friend list. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, lead singer is Ari Lehman, who we had on the show, who played Jason in uh, the the very first uh, Friday 13th. Yeah, now, I, I do love the track, though, and I believe he sent that to me at one time. And I think it's a great track, but mm-hmm. I, there's other like songs on Friday the 13th that I like probably better, but I, I don't know. Uh, uh, if he likes part... If he likes yeah, part eight, though, <laughs> I freaking hate this one. Just if get he, back to what you saying about part eight. If it, if it was all him, because the stuff that actually happens in Manhattan, I mean, someone's pretty memorable, like him punching the guy's head off and it rolls <laughs> and it falls into the into the dumpster and it closes. No, I mean, I remember that scene and it makes me laugh. <laughs> but if it was just all that stuff, I, I I mean, it probably wouldn't be good, but I probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because by maybe, this time, you pretty much have to, I think you had to kind of make a, uh, kind of a spoof almost. Yeah, if it was called, like, Jason Takes a Cruise, it might have been better. Because <laughs> they, yeah, they spent the whole thing on, like, a cruise boat. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, where were they cruising to? Because if they end up in New York, it's like, they're <laughs> obviously in America when they started. And then they end up in New York? Or are they going, yeah, like, from Florida? To, how'd like... they end up from Crystal Lake and then it floats into New York? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. And then the, the end of this movie is just it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, if Ryan wants to call in and, like, kind of combat our uh, points here, but I don't know. I mean, I, got, yeah. I hate this one. It's like <laughs> it was, one it was a Ryan, it was Golgo. Golgo? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, because the very end, which I'm sure everybody knows, it uh, is listening to the show. If not, you know, it's a spoiler, so don't listen. But you know, he he turns back into a little kid at the end of this movie. <laughs> yep. Thus ends the Jason run with uh, Paramount Pictures. Yes. Now, do you think the idea was to like have the sequel where he's a little kid again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I fucking hate Part Eight. <laughs> Whenever you turn somebody like, uh, you know, um, they did it in Dragon Ball Z. Like, you know, uh, they had enough of the Akira uh, Toriyama, the guy that does Dragon Ball. All right. He he had you know Golgo, uh, Golgo, uh, Goku, 
in the original Dragon Ball, he was a little kid, and then, you know, this is his whole life story through Dragon Ball Z. So he ended the series. So the company that owns the rights, they picked it up again, and he had nothing to do with it. He just had the characters. So then they turned Goku into a little kid again, and then it was horrible. It just, like, killed the entire series. <laughs> So it never works. Don't don't turn your character into a little bit. All right. And another cardinal rule is don't ever blast your character to space. <laughs> That's true, too. Or send him back into time. <laughs> or, or forward into time. Or blow him into pieces and have somebody eat his heart and go around and... <laughs> and now you, now you would characters. Think, you would think these are, all, these are all things that we don't have to tell people. Like they would, should just know. But, you know, if you don't know... You should listen to us. I mean, we know what we're talking about. We enjoy movies. We don't want to see someone get blasted off into space. Who's not in, in space? To be, he's not Buck Rogers. <laughs> Unless you're Buck Rogers, you shouldn't be traveling into space. All right, Jason goes to hell. It's the first New Line Jason picture, but it uh, it's I don't know. New Line has never used the Friday Thirteenth title, so I don't know if they just don't own the rights to the title. Friday 13th, or they right. just only own the rights to the Jason character. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they use the final Friday as like the uh, tagline for Jason. Jason goes to hell. But mm-hmm. I freaking hate Jason goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably, it's probably the one that I would watch like the least. It's, yeah. I wouldn't want to watch this one like. It, it, it pains me. <laughs> uh, I'll always remember this movie because I, I actually went to see it at the theater, at the old Buffett's Bay Theater, which was closed and now it's reopened uh, in a different name. But uh, I went there with a uh, friend, Brian, who, who Troy knows. And uh, it was just us. It was it was me and him. And we were sitting on the one side. And one other guy in the theater. And he sat there the whole time just staring at the movie. And we were laughing. Like when he took the bite of the heart. And we were just start cracking up laughing. <laughs> Now, if I watch that at home, I'd probably just like, oh, God, this movie's terrible. But, you know, when you're there with, like, a buddy and you're watching that, you you can enjoy just, like, how, like, it's stupid it is. And we were just dying. <laughs> and that guy, you, I mean, he didn't move, but you could just see he was, like, seething. Like, he just wanted to, like, kill us because we were laughing. And he was just <laughs> intently watching this movie. So, basically, he went into the Jason, Jason Goes to Hell, just wanting to like it so bad and wanting it to be, like, the best movie ever. Right, maybe. And you guys went in there to heckle him. Right, we went there to heckle the movie. Now this the same thing happened to me whenever I went to uh, to uh, Land of the Dead. Right, <laughs> I was being laughed at and made the fool of. <laughs> oh man! Because uh, you know, like one of my one of my heroes in film, like just made this pretty bad movie. I mean, I'll admit it now. It wasn't that great. <laughs> right. But, like, and, like, my friends were just laughing at me. They're like, ah, <laughs> look at this laughing stuck. This guy's your hero. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. That wasn't a very proud moment. <laughs> I don't go to movies too often. I have another, it's kind of, maybe it was payback. I went to see The Doors, and, uh, which is, was, I actually really liked The Doors. So it was a really good movie. And it was even cooler to see it on the big screen because a lot of the imagery looked cool on there. But anyway, there was two old hippies sitting in front of us. They were like, I mean, they even still looked like they were hippies now. Kind of like bikies, but they, they were hippies. Uh-huh. And they just did commentary throughout the whole movie. And they were just like, ah, oh, it's the beginning of the end for them. <laughs> it was just so insane. Yeah, yeah. I hate people that talk during films. 
Especially, I mean, that's like the worst thing you go to the movies and just hear people like just talking through the entire thing. I mean, maybe a joke every now and then, but like, yeah, don't do oh. it, Jim. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Jason goes to hell. I almost was like, you know, he he died, dude. That's a real dude. They know what happened to him. No, they're gonna change history if this movie says something different. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Alright, you live this time. <laughs> it's like, alright, let's let Jim Morrison live. <laughs> the naked Indian does like a, uh, does like some sort of like, um, I don't know, ritual and brings him back to life. <laughs> so well, he, he sticks a metal pole in his chest and gets well, struck by lightning. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's what we can do. We can go to France. And then we'll, we'll dig him up. Although I'm not a fan of Morrison, so let him let him stay dead. Yeah, wasn't there a thing like that 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 uh you know the the place he's buried in? It's like a real mm. famous uh, and like they actually like kind of pay rent on like the bodies. Like they're only mm-hmm. allowed there so often. Like if they didn't keep paying like for him to be there, they had to move the body or something. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I think I actually heard that they did move that grave or something. I'm not sure. Like, who ever thought of that? That's like a big scheme. Mm. You got to pay rent when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not kidding! Well, like, oh, we're kicked, we're invicted, we're evicting you, digging them up, throwing them out. On the Morrison the thing, that... though, uh, I will say that I think his lyrics are awesome, but like mm-hmm. his poetry is just crap. <laughs> yeah, and I can't, I can't take that much organ music. It just drives me. Crazy. Oh yeah, actually, you don't I, like the organ? I forgot. I, I think it, if you liked, um, actually, we'll probably like his his more mainstream music to hear. But if you hear some of his weirder stuff. Not really a big fan of it, but uh, I admit I'm, uh, I like the Doors. I like the Doors, but I don't. <laughs> you hate the organ, though. I, I know that. I do. It drives me bizarre. <laughs> awesome. Oh man. Well, when we were in France, we, we stayed near the cemetery. We spent a lot of time just looking at like some some of the different like graves there, and like they're all so so ornate and and just like. You know, they had, like, all, all these really famous people, like Voltaire was there and, like, all these famous French people. And it, it was kind of gruesome, though, because, like, on, on a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the more famous ones, people had, like, started to pluck pieces off of them. Oh, my like, God. It was a statue yeah. or something. Like, people would take pieces of these things. Yeah, that's awesome. And it was just kind of like, eee, I don't know who would do that, you know? Yeah, that's just that's just nasty. Yeah, yeah, like somebody, you know, like do you really need like Victor Hugo's nose from his, you know, you know, from his sarcophagus? <laughs> right, <know>? right. <laughs> kind of gross, I think. But uh, just back to back to your on track here. Uh, Golgo mentioned about uh, after Jason gets blown up, it goes downhill in in, uh, in part nine. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, sir. Because <laughs> Jason looked pretty cool in this one. Like he was kind of like. Weird, like all burn up or something, mm-hmm. and he kind of looked pretty neat in this one. It's a different look, and he had little hairs out of the back of his head. But uh, right, yeah, so once they opens, blow him up, like, it's all downhill. Yeah, it opens up, and um, kind of unlike the other ones where it's not. I don't know if they like really make a public uh, thing about Jason Voorhees. Like it's all over the news. Like everybody in the country knows. This one, it kind of acknowledges that he that he exists, and like the army comes there and blows him up. Which, in a way, is kind of a neat idea. But then, mm-hmm. like, after you do that, it's like, well, what do you do with them now? Well, what, what, how did they explain, how did he not be a kid anymore? 
<laughs> they did. He just came they back. just said, "Oh, oh forget okay. that." <laughs> right? He grew up. It's like twenty years later. He's all grown up. No. So they, as bad as Jason like goes to him. hell, they at least had the uh, good knowledge not to make him a kid. But then they were like, "Well, let's do this uh, <laughs> this body transfer thing." And it's like, well, "What are you? What the hell?" <laughs> so he blows up, and then uh, and then the, the the doctor is like doing the the um, the autopsy. He he sees the heart. And he, you know, like any like any normal person, I think, he just decides to take a big bite of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there. you got to, you know, kind of wonder, gee, uh-huh. you know, might be tootie fruity right. on, you know, hey, what? Which I think it even out, I mentioned the stuff earlier, I think it even out, it, that just outdoes the stuff, which the, the opening of the stuff, there's white stuff born out of the ground, and the guy eats it. And that's yep. just insane mm-hmm. by itself, but... uh I would probably, not that I would do any of this, but I would probably eat something bubbling out of the ground before I would mm-hmm. just uh, eat a uh, dead guy's heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uncooked and beating, I believe. <laughs> now, K&B effects, they actually did uh, the effects for this one. And there's some really neat effects in it, but still, I just I just hate this movie. <laughs> All right. So this one, how does this one end? This one ends where Jason actually gets resurrected or whatever, and he comes back, and uh, then, like... Uh, this one like even that. has the Book of the Dead and stuff. Yeah, they just like they, throw everything they can in this movie. Because I think that's like that's the K and B like tie in there. Because like uh, they did the they effects did the for the right. yeah, they did the effects for uh, Evil Dead Part Two. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. mean that they really did the Book of the Dead though, in like the Voorhees house. <laughs> well, that's pretty. <laughs> Who knows? And even the dagger, it was the same as like what's used in Evil Dead. But. Yeah. I don't oh, so know. They're this... like they're hooked on the Necronomicon. Huh? If, if it's by New Line or something, then it's going to have the Necronomicon in it. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I do, I do, I do like. I have to admit, I part that I really do like about this movie because I thought it was the characters really funny was the, the bounty hunter. No, it could have been cool if they would like went into that a little bit deeper or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could actually be taken seriously, but he was, like, way over the top, and, like, mm-hmm. he's, like, give me, like, when he's, the guy was asked for questions, and he's, like, well, give me your hand, he, like, he breaks his finger every time he would he would answer a question for him. <laughs> and I was just, like, why why on earth would that guy do that for <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I think, like, the hands of hell come out and grab Jason at the end of this movie and, like, drag him back to hell or something. Yeah, then, then the very last scene, I don't know if it's after the credits or what, but because uh, I remember hearing about this beforehand, and then you saw it was uh, there was like rumors there was gonna be a tie-in with uh, Freddy Krueger, and the Freddy glove pops out and grabs a mask, mm. and which was which was actually that hand was actually played by Kane Hodder, the man who played Jason ah. in Part Seven, oh. and he played him in Manhattan, and then he played him in uh, Jason Goes to Hell, and then mm. he goes on to play him in uh, Jason X. Mm. Which is, was the next film, Jason X. Now, when I say I, I hate Jason Goes to Hell and I don't want to watch it at all, I can watch Jason X just to kind of laugh at it. <laughs> just because it's a total cornball fest, you know? I mean, they blast why the was man it, to space. Why was it the direct sequel after this, the, the Jason versus Freddy? Because that's how it ends. I don't know. I think the studio just didn't know what they were doing <laughs> On that one, because they waited forever to actually get it done. And, right. I mean, if they would have did it right then, I think it would have been like a huge movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know why they didn't do that. It's, uh, it's Who knows? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, it's both New Line Cinema, so you figured they would do it, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, this one they blast Jason into space, and All right. Well, what happens is they, I guess, they still can't kill the guy. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they freeze him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like the blob, huh? Yeah, well, it's more like uh, almost more like Ted Williams' head, oh, or, or like crazy. Walt Disney. Yeah, the I guess right, they freeze him just in case. It's like, well, you know, in the future, we might have a cure for uh, this. And we might we might have a cure for like uh, you know crazy maniacs, and we might want to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. And so they freeze him, and then, uh, I don't know why they just don't freeze him and just totally destroy him, but they freeze him. And, and then, like I guess, years later, he they thaw him out. You know, it's way in the future, and they, and they thaw him out. He's on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, if if I watch, like, if I listen to the commentary on this film and the the guys who wrote this film, I believe it was a uh, James Isaac, I believe is his name, or something like that. I forget what his, the dude's name uh-huh. was. But if he said, like, oh yeah, I freaking hate the Jason movies, and I just want to make the worst film ever. And make it as corny, as cheesy as I possibly could. I could accept that. You know, that, that'd be fun, you know. I could right. but, but like he's totally lying whenever he's doing this commentary. <laughs> he's like, Well, the fans are sick of Jason. They wanted to see something different. I wasn't <laughs> I wanted to see some more cramp crystal lake. I wanna see some more. And then if they it- do they blast him to space. If there's fans, if there's fans of the series, they're obviously not sick of the character. Also, wouldn't be fans of the series. <laughs> they didn't want to make a sequel. I don't know where they're getting the the input that they're just sick of the series and they'd rather have him seem blast to space. <laughs> and then, yeah, then that one up. Yeah, the and then they then they gotta they gotta do like these weird like uh, holographic hologram like rooms to like that puts them in Camp, Camp Crystal Lake. And, <laughs> And then him, somehow he gets, like, metal. I don't even know how that happens. Now, when I was first watching this film, I was actually thinking, like, when they did the Camp Crystal Lake, and they are, like, trying to buy time so the ship wouldn't explode or whatever. And I thought they were actually going to do, and I thought it was, like, probably one of the best ideas ever, was, like, uh, they're going to have, like, old school Jason versus the, the new Uber Jason. And right. to see who would win, you know? And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. But no, they, it was just a stupid joke. <laughs> they, they, they redid the, the, the sleeping bag scene from part seven. So. Right. <laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> there is a cool you guys scene. who made Jason X. God damn you. <laughs> well, it's hey, a cool scene. I think they have. I think the guy who did it. I think he did uh, like the Amityville Part Three or something, or House Three oh, or God, something like yeah. that. And uh, he's a real. I think him and Cronenberg, uh, uh, they're kind of like buddies. I don't know, but like that might have been how he got this job. But I don't know. Why'd you have to make a complete mockery of the character? <laughs> I mean, and then they have a cyborg beat him up and like shoot blast his head off, and it's oh, like, that, come that's on. The <laughs> Jason's a bad character, and you're making him yeah. like you're getting him beat up by a freaking cyborg. Doesn't he become? How does he become? Doesn't he become a cyborg himself? <laughs> yeah, he's Uber Jason. <laughs> how though? <laughs> yeah, these little like bugs, like I don't know. It's freaking awful. <laughs> he like blends with the spaceship, and he's 
Now he's flying in the in the space. I mean, I can laugh at this stuff. It's pretty funny. But would I rather seen like a straight up sequel to the movies? Yes. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> if you're listening to me, I fucking hate you. <laughs> there is a cool scene when he he freezes someone's face and shatters. It. Yeah, that was a cool scene, and I like yeah. where he throws the kid on. Uh, or girl, whoever it was, on that, like, uh, big, like, uh, drill bit thing or whatever, and they kind of, like, spiral down it. I thought that was a pretty cool death. <laughs> but as far as the whole movie, I can laugh at it, and I think it's funny, you know, goofball kind of humor, but... Right. I mean, there's no way that... I don't know, like, like we were saying earlier, like, they wouldn't let Tom Savini put a microwave on his head in part four. <laughs> and now, now someone, I mean, now someone can come in and say, well, we're going to throw him up in outer space. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> throw a thousand microwaves on Jason, for Christ's sakes. I don't care. Please. That would have bothered me so much. Hire Buster Rhymes to beat him up, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cyborg. <coughs> Wait, he did woo ha or whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay, I think we can probably finish this up about now. We'll get into Freddy vs. Jason. I, I, it wasn't like a great movie, like from the storyline. I wish they would have did less of that. I wish it was just like it was full on battle mode. <laughs> you know, like right. let's just let's like, have Jason and Freddy duke it out because I love the interaction between the characters. Mm-hmm. It's two completely different characters. You just got the uh, the crazy killing machine who doesn't say a word, and then you got the uh, the the wisecracking uh, guy who's more mm-hmm. uh, more of a mystical guy yeah, than, yeah. than the original Jason character. And I, lo- I, I love the way that uh, Robert England played off of him and just like, you know, kind of just like <laughs> whenever he made, he turns him back into a kid and he's like, he's like, ah, oh, only a face a mother could love <laughs> or something like that. Right. He's like, oh, he says like, you ugly little shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good stuff. And this is, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like. I, kinda, I was kind of like going over like scenarios in my head, like what what they could do with a with a Freddy vs. Jason. And I thought like maybe like Satan just wants to like sanction a match between the two, <laughs> you know? And he just has like just full on like battle out in hell or whatever, you know? Right. Know. That's how it should, I think they should have just fought now because he 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 uh, brought him to hell basically in the when he goes to hell. So maybe they should just had a big fight in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would have been different. That would have been okay. Uh-huh. Ah, they could have done anything. They could have had, uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, G had Freddy versus Jason. Kind of a throwback to um, when they used to do, like, uh, Frankenstein versus Wolfman and that kind of stuff. You think we'll ever see any more of these? I think we'll see Jason versus, uh, I don't know, versus uh, Chucky? I think you will. Uh... It was kind of rumored, like, that they were going to do, like, a, uh, like, uh, Hellraiser versus Michael Myers, which I kind of think is an uneven match. But, like, really, Freddy oh, yeah. versus Jason is kind of an uneven match. I mean, if if Freddy gets Jason in his, like, dream world or whatever, you know, he'd just destroy him, which kind of happened in the film. But, like, uh, I don't know. I, I heard, like, rumors about stuff, and, like, maybe they even put Ash in the third uh, Freddy vs. Jason or something like that, which I don't really like that idea because <laughs> right. I just want to see Jason and uh, Freddy go at it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't think that like Jason against Michael Myers would be the best. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Problem there, though, is like the <clears throat> two studios, which I'm sure you're aware of that or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'd have, have to work a out a to, deal. Yeah, you'd have to think of a way to, to get all these guys combined. I kind of, because I kind of, I did like the bounty hunter idea. I, I always thought maybe if you had all the, if uh, you had a bounty hunter try to hunt down all these killers, maybe go after uh, Jason and Leatherface and all these guys and kind of tie them all together. Maybe that would be a way you could do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then again, when you start doing that, you're bringing in another character. It's kind of like the alien versus predator thing. That people just want to see alien versus predator. They didn't want to see... Uh, yeah, all this other jazz. Yeah, they didn't want to see all these human inter- interactions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty. I think that pretty much sums up our freaking uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, right. <laughs> going through all of the movies. I didn't I didn't think it'd take us this long. but <laughs> Yeah. Just, we told people we're going to take some calls, tell people want to call in, so we're going to take a little break. Mm-hmm. We'll come back, and we'll take a few calls, and we'll uh, wrap up the Friday the 13th plus show. Yep. Excellent. Well, We'll be right back. This is Betsy Palmer, and I'm not sorry that I lost my head. It's been worth every moment of it. All right, we're back once again. Welcome back, everybody, to Without Your Head. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed the Friday 13th. Happy Friday 13th, even though it's belated now. Right, and uh, we're happy that we're all alive. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're very happy. And we are joined by someone else who is also alive. And that was the Italians. So we let them call into the show. I've made it on Saturday the 14th. All right. <laughs> we're, joined, <laughs> the yeah, we're joined by Ryron, one of the uh, the regulars on the chat room over at withoutyourhead.com, mm-hmm. the message board. Message board and chat room's interchangeable to me. There's yeah. people out there. All around good guys. Yeah. So, uh, oh, definitely. We really appreciate it, too. Yeah. So what's on your mind, Ryron, tonight? Well, obviously, I'm a huge fan of the Friday the 13th series. Mm-hmm. That's why my screen name is Ryron Voorhees. Right. Excellent. I, uh, I was born just around the time the first one came out, so those movies were like what all the older kids were talking about constantly. Mm-hmm. They were the first movies that I snuck out of the video store. <laughs> God, it was a wonderful video store that was like a buck to rent a movie. Oh, yeah. Bucks, I missed see every one of them. Mm-hmm. I miss that too. I miss the old, the kind of old, the Ma and Pa shop, uh, video oh, yeah. store, not the blockbuster. Right. Yeah, for sure. 65 year old woman who really didn't care how old you were. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, as long as you paid the buck, you were. Get out of my hair, kid. I witnessed wonderful horrors at the early age of nine. <laughs> magnificent body count of Friday the 13th, part six. Where he ran out of ways to kill people, so he just started shoving his hand through people. <laughs> <laughs> magnificent challenge. So is, is there anything you disagreed with, you disagreed with us on? Is there, a, is there a particular favorite film of yours? Well, six is my favorite. Six. So mm-hmm. you, you, so unlike us, so I think, uh, I know John and I are probably Troy too. Uh, we actually like the Jason, you know, when he, when he's an actual person better. Oh, I, I like six as well too. I think mm-hmm. six But I think really if, if you were going to say what you like better, you probably like yeah. him better. Better yeah, probably as a, as, as a person, yeah. Right. I, I, so I, you, I love the, the look of him in six as well, but. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Ryan actually prefers him as the zombie character. Yeah, see, uh, child Ryron was a sick, evil fuck, <laughs> and he rooted for every villain, and if that villain was unstoppable, he was twice as good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, 
You know, like, that's why I, at, uh, if you were to ask me at 13, I would have told you the Halloween film sucked. <laughs> compared to Friday the 13th, because Jason could kill a lot more people. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I matured. I, I, I learned. Well, hmm. that, that is until you go to Manhattan and come into contact with some uh, chemical waste, and then you, too, will be a child once again. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really hoping that Friday the 13th Part 8 would be. Because, uh, <laughs> after 7, when they bring back that girl dad, right. he just so happened to be at the bottom of the lake, too. I was hoping Friday the 13th Part 8, you just have thousands of other people at the bottom of the lake <laughs> would start coming up. Now, see, now that's something they never did. Kind of like they did in uh, Maniac, where when all his victims come back and, yeah. and like get revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that, now that actually, when he went to hell, that could have been a perfect thing for him. Then hell was uh, all his victims come back to get revenge. Hmm. See, see, they didn't have to send him into space. Right. There were other things to do. Right. Then they could have played. Does 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 Jason Voorhees have a, a conscience? I thought that I thought in Freddy vs. Jason it would have been a neat little scene. It's just kind of something I concocted in my head, like where, uh, like, uh, like they they kind of like have like a bragging rights scene, like that uh, Freddy like shows like all the people that he's killed, you know, like they're like kind of standing <laughs> behind him or something like that. And like Jason, it shows like all the people that you know standing behind him, and it would have been great if like Johnny Depp and Kevin Bacon would have did a cameo in it, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess Kevin Bacon wouldn't have been like uh, you know one of Jason's victims, but like maybe like if they would have just did like a little cameo of it, like they're having like a scene where they're talking together or something, mm-hmm. and then like Ooh. Freddie and Jason go by fighting or something, <laughs> right? So you're hey, you're the cat. For probably that Kevin Bacon's uh, publicist put the kibosh on the whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn that publicist. <laughs> well, you had a kick-ass without your head, without him anyway. Oh, well, thank you. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Six degrees of uh, without your head. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that game annoys him? Probably. It would probably annoy yeah, me, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Although you never know, as long as people are still talking about him, you know, like he, he might not care. Yeah, he was. He, he, we want to just talk about Friday Thirteenth. We could talk about Hollow Man. Yep. Yeah. See, stir of echoes. I'm sure Troy is in love with that movie. <laughs> oh, oh that's, man, that's the worst adaptation of a Matheson uh, story ever. Mm-hmm. I've actually never seen Stir of Echoes or uh, or um. Uh, well, I've seen Hollow Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they made good. a Hollow Man too. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've, <laughs> I've seen the first one, but right. not. But uh, Stir of Echoes, I was kind of always like kind of intrigued by that one, but I never did watch it. It had some mm-hmm. interesting trailers. What What do you think about good, it, Troy? Good story, but you know they they just they lost it. Is that what the house? Yeah, and yeah. like the the crazy guy. Who like uh, worked on that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really big on like the, the spooky house stories. See, you're not you're not like a ghost story guy. That's why I was surprised you liked 1408. I did like 1408. Just probably because I thought the act was really good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of intrigued by that it's one. The exception, um, the um, the ghost story that you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you do you think that they could make a, another sequel to Friday Thirteenth? Where could they go with the character? Or do you think that it, that if they are going to do another one, that they should just get do like an H two O or just a remake treatment and just make a remake the, the film, the first one? Uh, I would love 
a sequel where following the events of Freddy versus Jason, Jason and Freddy's head go to try and make it in New York again. They take a second crack at it. <laughs> they try to work their way up from the bottom. <laughs> Going back to New York. <laughs> they like it Freddy's head will be cracking wisecracks or yeah, something. Yeah, buddy movie between Jason with no fingers yeah. and Freddy as just a head. All right. Maybe he can become a ventriloquist. <laughs> And this is like Freddy crack, cracking wise jokes. Like, ah, oh, I could have killed him better than that. <laughs> yeah, just hanging off of the utility belt. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. around his shoulder like a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> or like when they uh, added Mr. Burns' head to Homer's body. <laughs> I think Reanimator probably has the best scenes with like a dismembered head. Mm. Mm. They should bring that head in to fight Freddy's head. <laughs> you could do a bigger crossover. Freddy and Jason versus Reanimator. So I, I, I just want to mention quick, Halloween, uh, Hollow Man 2 actually had uh, Christian Slater in it. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, who used to also used to be a really good actor. Yeah, I used to be yeah, a pretty big uh, Christian Slater fan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the dude. It was probably... The personal demons, I don't know. Uh, it, you ever seen that uh, one movie? It was kind of it's kind of weird movie. It's like uh, very bad things. Oh yeah, right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, was kind of good at the beginning, and then it just kind of went downhill. But I don't know. Right. That was kind of interesting film. Then uh, you know, us being on uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, crazy podcast radio. You got to be a fan of uh, pump up the volume. <laughs> pump up the volume. I think he was hanging out with Robert Downey Jr. too much. I think that was it. Yeah, but see, Robert Downey Jr. still makes the big movies once in a while. Oh, he's going to be Iron Man. He's yeah. Oh, really? Well, that's a good guy to yeah. play Iron Man because he's yeah. got the... Because uh, Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark, he, he, you know, he's got problems. He's not yeah. he's not like the all-American dude. He's uh, He battles he's alcoholism. He's fine, you know. Yeah. He's pretty good. I, I love that everybody, as soon as they hear... The Downey Jr. is going to be playing Iron Man. They're like, oh, yeah, alcoholic. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like, good actor. <laughs> right, great cast. See, I don't really know the whole, like, Iron Man story, so I wouldn't have known that, but no. Uh, hmm. Interesting. What were Iron you? Man, oh, no, go on. Iron Man is uh, Batman with uh, a big iron suit that can fly and drugs. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> You know, as as Tony Stark, he's like the billionaire industrialist. He's got like all the women, all the power and stuff. And uh, getting back to like uh, Friday Thirteenth, though, like you mentioned earlier, I kind of wanted to answer that question. It's like if they made a sequel, what would you want it to be like? Right. I'd kind of like to see like a mid kind of prequel, like in between, like maybe the series or something. Not like an actual prequel, like beforehand, you know. Like right, like Jason, when he's like, a kid. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. But I'd like to see, like, maybe, like, another, like, a sequel off of a sequel or something like that. Like, maybe uh-huh. in between the two or something. Kind of skip a couple of the, the last few. Yeah, or and then just try to bring it back to, like, what it was, you know. Try to do, like, a real good, a real good, you know, um, just how it used to be, you know. Sort of an H2O type deal, as we are saying. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where would you bring it back to? Uh, I think if they tried to reinvent, like, uh, some of the stuff that they did with, like, 
one through four. I think that would be interesting to see. I'd actually like to see like maybe like uh, it'd be hard to do like a one in between those because they all kind of like let let into the other. Right. Know? There's no like there's a little bit of time frame between one and two. I guess. May, yeah, I guess you could do like one with like Jason with the bag on his head or something. Yeah. Right. People what? might not like that though because I bet they'd be expecting the other uh, the hockey mask. Yeah, it'd be interesting though, but I, I don't know. I could see where people would kind of be sour to that idea. So, I, I do think if they if they do go with the the remake that you know they've, they've been talking like there's been rumors for a long time, uh, I think it's it's going to be uh, Jason's a killer and he's going to be having the hockey mask because I think that's what a lot of people are going to expect and they're not going to want to do a remake and not even have Jason in it. And and do uh you know where the, the mother's the killer again? Yeah, right. And not see the not even see the uh, you know the prequel to um the Hannibal movies Hannibal Rising he doesn't even wear that mask that they show in all the pictures like the like the poster mm-hmm. for the movies him with, with the the Hannibal mask and he doesn't even have it in the movie I thought that was really strange. Is it as bad as Mrs. <laughs> Fleet told me it was? I I absolutely hated it. I thought it was yeah. a terrible movie. We, we didn't watch a movie. She had read the book, and she hated it. So uh, we figured probably a good idea not to go see yeah, it. I, I, re- I really dislike the, the whole movie. It's like uh, he learns to be like a ninja or like a samurai, and like it, and he fights Nazis, and it's like you know, the whole – first of all, he's fighting these Nazis, and it's just like they try to make him like a good guy in a way or like explain, you know, why he's why he's a killer and he only kills bad people basically. And it's like, do they have to do that? And, and to be able to do that, it's like, well, what's the what's the worst? What's like worse than Hannibal Lecter? We can have a fight that no one will, oh, exactly. no one's gonna boo Lecter. Oh, I know uh, Nazis who who ate who ate his little his sister when she was like six. No one's gonna be cheering for the for uh, cannibalistic uh, Nazis. <laughs> it's like, why are they trying to humanize all these characters? It's like Darth Vader. They went yep, back yep. and tried to make it look like they, he had reason for what he did, you know? And it's just like, you don't want, like, you want them just to be, like, just evil. <laughs> yeah, not everybody needs, like, this great reason, you know? <laughs> actually, I, I, I actually, uh, that was against my original point, because I actually did, like, uh, part three of uh, Star Wars. Oh, I did, too, but it, 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 the whole... Well, it was terrible. Yeah. Really? I, I thought the last one was really good, actually. I enjoyed part three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it, but the series it kind of like gave you like reason why you like you know went to the dark side, which I guess was pretty interesting. I kind of like that but. because because uh, that's pretty much that's a pretty big part of the original movies. Mm-hmm. It's him trying to bring his son to the dark side. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it. I liked it because they even humanized him at the, at the end of the film. So he realized mm-hmm. that he isn't he he was a person at one time. Yeah, but so like, kind of made a little sense. But. But the one scene with uh, where it's like, what about uh, what's her name, Padme or Padme. whatever? And then it's like, <laughs> and it's like she died or whatever. And he's like, no. <laughs> I like that scene. You know, some people made fun of that. I like it. That was good. <laughs> That's just about as bad as the dude eating the heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it does give you more input on like the the the. The character Darth Vader. And right. Stuff. This one was just bizarre. I mean, it's like he's fighting Nazis, and then he's like he falls in love with this uh, Asian woman who makes him a ninja. And then I was like, well, when the hell does he become a doctor? <laughs> so wow, because because uh, Mrs. Cleveland was telling me about this, and she said that uh, 
like he's a German kid or something. Oh, he's a gypsy kid. It's like, well, he speaks pretty good English there for, you know, like. I, yeah, I don't think they, they, none of the none of the movies even in uh, England. It's, it's in Germany. And then it's like in France, and he's with an Oriental woman. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> oh, when man. you do, you didn't read the book, and don't. But uh, <laughs> they, when you get to the end, and he's like, when Richard Harris, uh, Harris is really proudly explaining why he inserted Lady Murasaki, you just want to punch him in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> She wrote the first, the real Lady Murasaki wrote the first novel, in, and you're just like, that doesn't explain why she's in fucking Europe in the middle of World War II. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think that movies, they, they try too hard with the, the, to sympathize, to make their characters mm. sympathetic when they've already got them established in these origin stories. I'm really sick of origin stories. And not just in movies, but in comic books and in novels. I didn't mm-hmm. bother to go see Hannibal Rising. In real life, people should understand that when people do vile things, there are usually extreme causes that a lot of serial killers had traumatic childhood. Mm-hmm. But in entertaining movies, you do not need Hannibal fighting the Nazis. <laughs> no. I think in all all the films, I haven't read any of the books, so I'm not sure. But I think all the all the films that that work the best with with the Hannibal character, it's when he's when he doesn't have a lot of power and he's he's scarier that way because you know that if he gets any little chance, like what can this guy do? And it's a lot scarier there. Any of the movies where he's like free and roaming around, it loses a lot of the mystique of the character. Right. Well, I think. Tom Harrison, I think he like just fell in love with the character, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he turned him into like he's the cannibal James Bond, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and what was the one? That, uh, it was it just Hannibal? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. The yeah, when he's it. that, I mean, yeah, that's just a terrible movie. Actually, I actually remember hearing something when he was in the process of writing like the sequel to. Uh, when he was writing Hannibal, he like didn't want to watch the movie because of that reason or something like that. Mm. Like he didn't want to watch Silence of the Lambs because he didn't want it to, to like reflect Influence. on his book. Right. Yeah. So, and it know. doesn't. I mean, it and it's just so many scenes are just way over the top. Like uh, making the guy cough his face, feeding him to the pigs, and then just the the end scenes just it's totally ridiculous. When when he's the guy sitting at the dinner table. With his, oh, with that's his the most comical scene. <laughs> if that was in like a, a comedy movie, it would just be hilarious. But in like a realistic movie, a guy sitting at a dinner table with his head open and he's eating his own brain, he's frying up his brain at the dinner table. It's just like, come on. And then you got to feel bad for um. Oh, who who's the actor there that they were serving his brain? <laughs> the guy from Goodfellas. Right. Uh, he's gone from Henry Hill to eating his own brain at the dinner table. No. <laughs> Leota, Ray Leota. Yeah. It's like, you know, he doesn't deserve that. No. Gary Oldman, he might, but not Ray Liotta. Oh, man. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to. So that, that's that's right. one. If if they would have just said that, it would have came off way more scarier than showing him cutting it off his face. If they would have just, like, and then you, your mind would have, like, how the hell did he do that? But talk him into cutting his own face off. I mean, that's kind of a disturbing image to have, like, in your head, but. 
when they actually showed it, it just was silly to me. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Too much on, like, the psychological kind of, like, like stuff you can do in a book that you can't do on screen. Right. I think I think that I think that happens a lot in horror that it just looks too uh, too cheesy when they actually do it like they actually show it to you. you like what you come up with in your head is a lot better than like oh yeah right. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if you've been reading the guy eating his own brain. I don't know if that came out too good or not. No, well remembered the book. Forget that, dude. Strike that. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, but uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if that scene ever sounded good to anybody. <laughs> the book sending to Hannibal is uh, is pretty tremendous. <clears throat> the what? Uh, ha- you know the uh, the novel Hannibal, right? The ending to that is way different from the movie. Oh, really? And, and like, I think that they they must have changed the ending, hoping that they uh, for the movie, hoping they could do a sequel. Because nobody would go see the sequel if uh, they did the ending from the book. <laughs> well, what was the ending of the book? We'll give the spoiler here. <laughs> Him and Clarice run away to Europe together. <laughs> yeah, she's she the like drug. Oh, yeah, man. brainwasher. Oh, he brainwashes her? I thought I they knew. just... Well, I thought maybe she just... Because at the end of that one, you almost got to think that that's how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. But doesn't she, like, cut off her own hand or something? I don't remember. He cuts off his hand. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll save that for uh, Hannibal Day. This was Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Thank everyone for uh, joining us for mm-hmm. Friday the 13th night. Oh, hope you jo- yeah, And we'll be back, uh, who knows when, but uh, check the website, withoutyourhead.com. Mm-hmm. we got some guests lined up coming on. None of them are uh, set in stone yet, except for Sherry Moon, which will be on August 16th. And Conrad Brooks. And Conrad Brooks will be back sometime in the near future. But everybody else, keep checking the website and join up on the message board. Alrighty, everybody. It's been been a blast. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Uh, Letting me rattle off about Friday 13th for an hour straight. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know how bad I've wanted to do that. Childhood dream has come true. I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to give you your uh, Halloween show whenever Halloween comes back. Around. All right, and we can I can rattle off again about all the Halloween sequels. That sounds like a plan, and we just want to say a special thanks here to Ryan because he's got to get up in like uh, approximately three hours, I believe. Now, oh my god, yeah. sorry about Catch that. Ryan. Train. Ooh, that's yeah, dedication. Birthday, right? Yeah. Well, happy oh, birthday, happy Ryan's birthday. grandma. Wish Grandma Ryan, you're 90 years old tomorrow. <clears throat> happy <That's> birthday. <laughs> really, 90? Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Grandma. Excellent. 90 years <laughs> of escaping Jason. <laughs> oh, man, only Jason good. <laughs> hey, this is Charles Van, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com.